friends, happy holidays, and welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast, where all perfectly perfect people are welcome. I am coming to you guys from New York this week, which is so exciting. During the holidays, it's always fabulous to be home here. Um, I will say it's nice and cozy and cold. So today I wanted to focus on curing loneliness as I have done research and come to find that there are so many lonely souls out there. And since we have evolved with technology, including the cell phone, or if you want to call it a smartphone, whatever, uh, we just have not been as connected, unfortunately. It's actually done the reverse effect, which is called a boomerang effect. We are less involved in each other's personal lives as far as in person and more involved in each other's personal lives when it comes to maybe not needing to be so involved. So today we'll debunk what loneliness really is and how we can stop feeling so lonely, especially during the holidays. This is a time of year where people tend to snuggle up. They start cuffing season. If you don't know what that is, it means, well, go ahead and Google it. I'll tell you another time. I used to join that. (laughs) Cuffing is something that you must do every year in New York, especially if you're single. Um, No shame. All fun. You only live once. So it's important for us to be realistic about how we can help each other out during the holidays. We tend to forget about people that might be single and we forget that they are hurting inside. I wanted to let you all know I thought about the last time I was single and I cried to my producer Rumi in Japan. Um, We were in Nagasaki. We had come off of interviewing some of the most phenomenal survivors of the atomic bomb known as the A-bomb. And I was going through a really rough time while we were out there. Every person on the crew had a husband, wife, and or children also. And I was the only person, ironically, as the director and producer and host that did not have my own significant other at the time. I was single after my last breakup in New York. I roughly want to say three years after a breakup. And those three years, I lived on Wall Street and in Brooklyn. I want to say coming home, turning on the lights, dark outside, really cold, just grueling when it came to the snow and wind. And New York is not pretty snow like in the movies. It's dirty brown, gross snow. So You have to think about what it's like to schlep groceries through the mud and the snow with no gloves on and you forgot your hat and you have to run into a local Muji store just to keep warm and then you get back to your apartment and you turn on all the lights and there's no one there and there's at this time maybe there's no pets and there's no roommates and you don't have anybody I know that it's hard because so many of you live with friends and family and loved ones. So today, if this podcast doesn't speak directly to you, the reason why it actually does is because I want you to reach out to somebody who might be lonely this holiday season. And if you are the lonely one this holiday season, 
I want you to know, number one, you're never alone. I went to that dark, cold place for three years. I know what it's like to have Christmas with just your parents for multiple years in a row. My sister lives in London, as you all know. She doesn't get to come home every year. And, you know, I just, I honestly didn't want to date anybody for a while, or I just didn't have the right person who loved me back. So there were a few Christmases with massive heartache where I thought this relationship might work and it didn't. And so I'm with all of you in case you're going through a rough time. I took two of my girlfriends out to drinks this week and I thought it was really important that you all know that meeting your friends who are single is so important to talk to them and give them encouragement and support and love is so important. And I know that most of us only have about three, four, five close friends now, or maybe less because of statistics that show us that loneliness is growing. I remembered what it was like to be single because it wasn't that long ago. It's hard. It's cold. It's lonely. It's very timely to say that dating apps don't really help. They are kind of a cesspool and they can become addicting. You can meet the same type of person on there over and over and you can feel like you're stuck and nothing's working and you're never going to meet the one. And first and foremost, I'd like to share with you, there is no such thing as the one. And if you believe in that, that's all well and good. No judgment. But for me, I actually don't believe in that. I know because we've all been through multiple long-term relationships from what I know within my hub of friends. And I know that each one of us had a special relationship with different people along the way. And that's okay. And sometimes it's a timing thing, right? Like it didn't work out with the last two or three guys For different reasons, but mostly just timing. And I will say, if you're going through this holiday with a broken heart, this too shall pass. You won't be the first or the last person to go through a holiday alone. So fuck all the memes and all the love and the cuffing and all that bullshit. I mean, it's cool. It's fun. It's great. But it's also not everything right? Like life isn't about going out and finding your soulmate. For all I know, that's bullshit. Life is about experiencing tiny little joys, learning lessons along the way, sometimes winning and sometimes learning. It is about finding the deepest part of your soul that needs to be fulfilled while you're still on planet earth. And when your spirit leaves you one day, you will end up feeling the notion of where and who and what did you become when you spent your time on this planet and what was important to you while you were here? What did you do to leave this world a better place? No pressure. It could be as simple as planting a seed, a garden of sunflowers, having a child become a beautiful human being. Or maybe you're a preschool teacher or you help volunteer to serve the homeless or hungry. 
Now, with volunteering, this can help to cure loneliness. I don't know if you know this, but there are gardening clubs, there are group choirs, there are running groups, there are all types of clubs and organizations out there. Even if you want to donate your time at the Salvation Army this year, it's a great place where you can meet like-minded people who love others the way that you do. And I really suggest that you take time to volunteer because you never know who you're going to meet. So look up a local shelter, whether it's a women's shelter, a homeless shelter, or an animal shelter. They can all use your love this time of year. Engage in mindful meditation in the mornings and make sure that you are still doing your routine. Because when you meditate, you clear your head and you make space for the things that are important and you let go of the bullshit that's dragging you down. So if you've got somebody, a family member, an ex, a psychotic person in your life, just know you can make space and breathe, just breathe, breathe through the pain by meditating every morning. I used to do this thing where I would make up stories in my head all the time about this person doesn't like me, that person must hate me, this person must despise me, this person hates me because of this, and none of it, not one thing was true. Most people aren't thinking about you. I hate to burst your bubble or your ego. Most people don't have the capacity or the time to think about you and they don't give a shit about you. So I know Eckhart Tolle says that in a much more graceful way in his books, especially any worth, but most of the things that we make up in our head, as Michael A. Singer says in his book, The Untethered Soul, most of these things that we make up in our heads will never even happen. So if you are worried, depressed and anxious, tied to your loneliness and your own darkness, please know nobody is thinking that way about you. And you have also, just like me, made up these things in your head. I call it the crazy voice. It takes up a lot of real estate and time. And I have decided to let it go. It still comes back. I'm not going to lie to you guys and tell you that as a wellness practitioner, that my life is perfect. I'm going to tell you wabi-sabi. It comes and it goes. The patterns of being lonely, they come and they go. But for anybody who doesn't have loved ones or friends or family to spend the holiday with, I love you and my hand is on my heart and I'm thinking about all of you. I drove downtown recently um, in LA and sometimes when you go by Skid Row it's it's hard you know as much work that I do in my community in LA and New York it's very difficult to see those suffering and sometimes we don't know if this is what they wanted with their lives but the least we could do is give cash when you can, speak to them, talk to them, say hi, 
And also, you can definitely donate your time at local shelters and food lines and bread lines and kitchens. I'm going to make sure that I do my part this season and I work with Feeding America on some of their local events. It's the least I can do. I also donate to charities every single holiday now instead of giving stupid, crazy, pricey gifts to family and friends. We all say to each other now, gifts don't matter. Please don't buy gifts. And we do tiny little gifts, but nothing big. I mean, okay, I like to spend money on travel because I'm one of those people. So I save and then I treat my partner on a trip because I just feel like our experiences as a young couple will be more fun in the long run than when you're tied down one day and you're totally settled with maybe kids and like three pets and a mortgage, aka the death certificate. <laughs> um, you know, and if you're not there yet, it's all good. Let life take you through a journey and experience everything. Smile at the homeless person. Give them cash. Who who wants to buy another gross, disgusting Starbucks? Save yourself the 25 grams of sugar and give them the $5. Trust me, it'll make you feel better. It always comes back to you. My bank account could have been the lowest of the low and I still would donate to charity and come to find the majority of people that actually donate to charity are lower income people. I don't know if that is because it's closer to home for us, but I know that we are givers and we receive in different ways and God is always taking notes. So when you can smile at somebody who is far less fortunate than you, even when you're lonely and you have nobody else to give to, you can give them a smile, you can give them a dollar, you can give them anything that will make their day. You can say, good morning, good evening, how are you? Smile. Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie always says it's one of the best ways to influence another and make them feel really special. And do it with all sincerity when you do it. I constantly ask people how they're doing and I say hi. And sometimes I'm grumpy. And you know what? In LA, they don't always say it back. And then I get mad. And I actually have blurted out to people, okay, so you're not going to say hi. And this one girl was like, well, I, I was on my phone or, you know, something like that. And then my partner revealed to me, Candace, you can't go out of your way to say hi to people. And then if they don't say hi to you, you are a bitch back to them. It makes you the worst person. So I've really had to catch myself. You guys would be surprised, as you know, on the podcast and in my new book, I reveal that anger is something that's always been deeply rooted in my Taurus body. And I just can't help it. I have learned how to channel my expectations with others. So if you are feeling sad and lonely because other people aren't writing you back or they're not calling you or texting you back, don't be sad. They've got their own shit to deal with. Today I'm enjoying a spindrift. A grapefruit. Delicious. Most people are not thinking too deeply about you. So my mother used to tell me too, 
don't think too deeply. It's okay to sometimes just let things go the way that the wind kind of just flows in the winter and you can see the trees rustling and then you see the leaves just falling off and letting go. And we can learn so much, as we've said before, from the trees. If you learn how to take care of yourself and focus on better self-care, I know this can help your mental health journey in loneliness. I often find time and space to work out when I can. And working out is a hobby and a passion of mine. It's like my favorite drug. It always makes you feel better after you do it. And if that's a horrible analogy, forgive me. But I just can't help myself. New York is my other favorite drug. <laughs> I will say, if you can do some self-care and self-searching, I've been reading Titnot Han's book, Being Peace. And it is a beautiful book for us to learn from. He often says, we are all bodhisattva, which in turn means we are all the Buddha. And most people don't know this about Buddhism. But when you are Buddhist, you are not praying to a deity or a god. You become the Buddha. And mindfulness becomes your practice. And equanimity becomes your practice. And then we become enlightened because we become super self-aware. The stories that I hear from my single friends about some men, <laughs> oh my Lord, and I've heard it all over. I mean, me and my friends in LA talk about Raya all the time. I mean, for all the years I was on that app, oh my God, there were stories and as I digress, where was I? Well, I'm basically saying, oh, yes, there were many people when I ended up meeting them down the line that were not really mindful or, or not even meeting them just in conversation. They're mindful, not mindful. You decide. I'm just saying um, sometimes when you're dating and this is that was a long time ago, you guys and juicy, I guess. I mean, I guess you would have figured I would have been on there anyways, but I did find that I was not attracted to men that were not self-aware. And it could be as simple as not asking me how I'm doing. They would just blurt out everything about themselves. I do want you guys to be more self-aware, especially in this time of loneliness. When you ask other people how they're doing, make sure you do it with sincerity and that you do ask them. A lot of people, for some reason, don't ask, and I'm not sure what that is about. Side note on Raya, when the app launched, this was so long ago, but I was on it for a little while when I was single, and I realized that it also, too, became a vice and an addiction. <clears throat> and all this was, though this was years ago, I think some of us need to realize that the dating apps are also kind of unhealthy. So if you would like to go off of them for a little while, 
and try meeting somebody out during the holidays, I promise you, you might find somebody better. Here are the places where I have met people to date over the years or just fascinating people I've found of interest. The library, Soho House, out at bars or say running groups, yoga, meditation class. I've also met people out at the park, like Central Park. I've met people at museums. I've met people out at yoga, like afterwards when you mingle. Sometimes you can even just roll your mat out next to somebody really cute and do it on purpose. Go to a unisex workout class. You know, a lot of us females that work out, we're not always going to be surrounded by other men. So if you want to meet men, go to the gym. The places I got hit on the most were the gym and surfing out in the water. So it's usually when you have no makeup on and nobody cares to look at you where you think nobody cares to look at you, but they actually are really interested. So put yourself out there a little bit, sign up for the gym, sign up for a running club, a rec sports club for soccer, co-ed, and get out there. And if you're a man, you can find women at the gym. You can roll your yoga mat up next to a girl. I know it'd be a little weird going to a bar class like Bar Method or Pure Bar, but you're going to see a lot of, as I say, hot asses. I mean, maybe don't do that because it'd kind of be creepy, but I'm just saying, you know where to find us. <laughs> okay, not me. I'm not available, but um, I will say that it's important to take care of your mind and body. And the side note that just is a bonus is that you might meet somebody doing the same things that you love. My sister and her boyfriend are both cyclists. So they cycle all over Europe together. And, um, you know, in my case, I met my partner through matcha because we both are obsessed with the green tea. I mean, that became an obvious weird sort of not wasn't looking for anything and it just kind of happened that's how magic works right now back to you making sure that you take care of yourself and falling back in love with your self-care routine and with you is the best thing you can do when you are lonely take a deep breath in Take a deep breath out. I do think that it's important to also be self-aware of your feelings of loneliness. And when you are self-aware, your whole life can begin to improve. The weirdest thing in the world is when you start understanding the power of now and living in the present moment, and being self-aware of your actions, and being mindful of others, that's when you really start to attract. So say right now you're lonely, and you're single, and you have nobody during the holidays, and it hurts. I've been there. All those times I went home, I would eat meals by myself. I would watch The View when I was eating dinner. How sad is that? Um... I just remembered like it being dark outside and dimming the lights and 
I had felt like I had lived in Gotham and I was just lonely. And I never thought to myself how much I had it good when I was single. And I think that you must value this time as well. As far as I know, it was self-discovery and self-care and self-love. And you can get that when you are single. You can become the person that you want to be so that when your partner comes along, let's not call them your soulmate because that's a little bit discerning and it isn't real life. But when your person comes like a good, great match for you, you will not be blind when they do cross your path. But you do not want to be a hot mess when they arrive. Now, I know why things didn't work out with the previous men before my partner, because I was not ready. But I do not know that and did not know that until I looked back over time. So sometimes you're going to have to do the self-care and self-love and all this bullshit that we talk about all the time in wellness. It's not really bullshit. But once you get it, everything is going to come your way. It will click. As my friend Walter says, crack the code, everyone will come after you. Haven't you noticed that when people want to date you, it like kind of comes in waves? They all come at the same time. And when it rains, it pours. It is very interesting how that works. But when you are sweet as pie, when you are healthy and fit, when you have your mind right, when you are honey, the bees will come. You cannot expect to find the love of your life if you are always drinking doing a bunch of drugs, partying, not looking fab, not eating right, not sleeping well. These are all things, guys. Come on, let's be real. I'm always down to party, but recently I felt real good sleeping, eating well, taking care of me and prioritizing my self-care routine. Really good sheets, great mattress, perfect pillows, fluffy bed, cleaning, eating well, working out, going back to my bar method classes, doing the Pilates Platinum. This is all stuff that I prioritize. And even if I sound like a wellness junkie, I think it's more about a personal journey that I've been on since we haven't really been able to travel as much as we used to. Because boy, I used to be a runner and now I'm stuck with myself. So I may as well learn to become my own best friend. And that is what I will ask you to do today. When you start serving yourself, that means take care of you as if you were own, your own best friend, as Diane von Furstenberg used to say. I quote all kinds of people on this pod. It's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, look up DBF if you don't know her. She's an incredible fashion designer, but also has this incredible positive mental attitude that I love. So remember, we're going to acknowledge our feelings of loneliness. We're going to volunteer as much as we can. We're going to join some kind of community, whether it's a club, a runner's club, 
It could be a soccer team. You could easily apply for one of those social members clubs that could be fun. And you could also just join a volunteer community that helps local shelters in your local area. You're going to connect with nature when you go for a walk and you're going to observe the trees because there is one sure thing in this life and that is everything will change. And you can see this from the trees themselves. They will go from green to yellow to golden to brown and they will fall off and organically let go. You will not get in your head and think of all the crazy reasons why people aren't reaching back out to you. You can absolutely find your three best friends and take good care of them. And if you have a single best friend, take them out. Hang with them. Check in on them. And if you have a friend who's married with kids or just dating, check in on them. Friends appreciate it when other people reach back out and say, how are you doing? I also want you to remember to always serve because service is the one sure thing that we can all do. So smile at somebody. Give them five bucks. Give them a dollar. Have you paid it forward too? That was a huge part of podcast number 103 on how to improve your life next year. Endorse somebody else's shit. Love on them. Because when you give back to others, it is a proven fact scientifically that gratitude, helping others, and service is what will grow your positive mental attitude. Lastly, Make sure that you ask others how they're doing. You genuinely care and that you're very self-aware and mindful. I know if you practice this, you get it. This is the weirdest thing I think I've ever said on the pod, but I think I'm going to say it. When you figure out what the fuck mindfulness is, you will just get it. It's like having an orgasm. You will know. And it will change your life. I think you will end up seeing. I better mark that so we can bleep it out. Sorry, that was a bad word. Whatever. <laughs> Wabi sabi. <laughs> um, I think it's important for us. Sorry, I have to timestamp this one. I think it's really good for all of us to have a large think about when, oh God, it's so, I was going so deep. Okay. You will have flashbacks and moments where you will digress and regress from your mindfulness and self-awareness journey. And that is how you can see the difference if you are growing. Sometimes my partner will remind me, you know, you're reverting to your old self. Like, don't do that. You're telling a feedback loop. Candace, you're circle talking. Don't do it. This is an old story, Candace. Remember, can you tell yourself that when you catch yourself? If you have a partner or a friend, politely say, oh, this is an old story. You don't believe this anymore about you, do you? Because the only way that we can grow is if we have that almost out-of-body experience where we see our old selves coming out. And if I don't want to be 36-year-old Candace anymore because I'm officially 
bomb-ass 40-year-old Candace, I'm going to make sure and certain that I do the things that it takes to grow and develop and be a better fucking person. Whether it's not for you or me, it's just what feels right. Do it for yourself, of all things, for self-awareness and self-love, self-care. You have yourself. I want you to make friends with a new person. If you can get out and do so and get the fuck off your phone. I want you to go and meet a new person with a new hobby. You know, I don't necessarily want to go back to choir since the last time I was in one was in high school, but I miss singing. And maybe that is what I'll do. I want you to find your deepest passion, whether it's watercolor, and go and get a paint by number. Invite a friend out. Make friends with somebody. If you have the time to take care of you and then you feel really good, you'll make that space for the loved ones that will come into your life. If you feel like you're lost and you've loved so deeply and that you just don't know what to do because everybody else has some lover, I want you to know this. Relationships are not perfect. People put on a front. They lie, they lie, they lie. They do not tell you how difficult it is to hold a loved one. Sometimes being single is a beautiful gift, and I want you to enjoy it and love it and love on yourself. You can get a vibrator for Christmas, wrap it and give it to yourself, or don't even wrap it, just bust it open and use it. Do whatever you need to do. The other thing that I think that will work, and this is my real last, last one. Sometimes when you get a pet, this person, and I mean, I call them people, but they just open up your whole life. When I lost Cece, it was probably the worst time of my life. And I will tell you guys this. Complimentary, the juxtaposition of losing my longtime loved pet for 20 years this year. I had the best year of my life. And so, wabi-sabi. Hardest year, best year. These are paradoxical juxtapositions that we can focus on in our life so that we can come out better. And I only share these stories with you with tears in my eyes because I know that it is my duty and I am way too deep in with all of you. Remember wabi-sabi with loneliness, wabi-sabi with relationships, wabi-sabi when you are comparing yourself to others, wabi-sabi with your tech addiction, wabi-sabi the dating apps are not going to solve everything. Meet them out in real life. So get out there and do something you normally wouldn't do. Approach somebody you wouldn't normally approach. Ask your friends to set you up on a date. Do the things that you always dreamed of doing. Please don't be afraid. I know that you may need to hear this right now. That dream that you want, please go after it. Because once you shack up with another person, your identity changes, your life will shift, and you may never see that opportunity again. Do it. I really love and appreciate you guys, and I'm wishing you a very happy holiday season. Don't be lonely. Love on yourself. Love a pet. Adopt today. 
Go to the ASPCA website to look for local pets near you. Also, your local shelter has dozens, if not hundreds of pets that are available and they do get euthanized if they do not get adopted very quickly. Check Best Friends Animal Society. And I love Stray Cat Alliance, Kitten Rescue in LA, and then in New York, Little Wanderers NYC and Puppy Kitty NYC. Thanks for listening to this episode, even though it was a tough one and it's not a fun topic, but I'm here for you guys and you are never lonely because you always have me, your BFF, Candice Kumai. Have a great holiday, guys, and take good care. And this Dolly Parton song is so fucking cute. Hard candy Christmas, guys. Listen to the words to the song as my last gesture to you and find it. Dolly Parton is an amazing woman. I can bet you she's been lonely before, too. Have a fabulous one. Sending all my love and wishes. Love you. Take care of yourself and do something wonderful. Yourself right now, even if it just is saying to yourself.